What's a vertical file? It's a library collection of small publications used to answer questions. On Vertical File, we talk about information and knowledge management in many different fields, covering the practical, the technical, and the philosophical. This is Vertical File by Sutron Global. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us again on the show. I'm excited to have you back. Thanks, John. It's great to be back. So I wanted to talk today about something we touched on briefly with the last time you were on the show, which is clients who are making that transition off of a legacy system. They're coming out of a legacy database. They have legacy information and data they're bringing over. We dove a little deeper into that process when you were here on the show last time, but we also talked about ways to make decisions coming out of that background. Many clients, they're used to a legacy feature set, right? They're coming out of a product right. that has has maybe a lot of limitations that we get used to working in. And mm -hmm. it's not very easy to see. Sometimes maybe there are better ways we're very used to. I like to say librarians are masters of the workaround, right? We hit a roadblock. <laughs> We have some kind of something in our way and we create workflows to get the job done, even in, in the face of those uh, restrictions. So if you could start with just an overview, I think it's going to be very helpful for us. What is an information management system like Sutron? And why should organizations make sure they even have one? And then I'd like to start getting a little bit deeper into what the feature sets might look like. Well, an information management system is really just a system where you're sharing knowledge, you're storing information, you're storing really anything, and you want to have some sort of information governance, so kind of control over it. And then finally, you want to also have a layer of security on it. So it's just really a place where people can go easily, find what they're looking for, and get to it at the end of the day whatever it may be. The organization is going to have all of these, like all the stuff I like to say, right? It's going to be documents, yeah. maybe photos, maybe PowerPoint presentation, anything that's going to save. And a lot of times I found it's difficult for some organization leaders to wrap their head around why that even needs to be managed, right? I feel like sometimes right. everyone just throws it into a bin on SharePoint. Yep. Uh, and it leads to inefficiency and it leads to pain. In your experience, what does that look like in conversations with clients? And how does a system like Sutron help our clients overcome those limitations? Well, like you said, you know, it's often they're just throwing things into a bin. You know, let's take SharePoint, for instance. It's a flat system. Yes, you can have folder organization where you put things in it. But if you're the one doing the folders, you're the only one who A, knows where that is. And it's also really incredibly difficult to search those systems because A, it's often just relying on what the file names are or little tidbits it gets out of a file. But just because the file has one of the words that you're searching for doesn't mean it's actually useful. And so having context to it is really important. And so that's what an information management system gives you. It's the context behind everything. You know, one of my favorite sayings is Google can bring you back 10,000 answers but a librarian can bring you back the right one. It's very similar with an information system. You're curating your your sets of information into a, into a set that is really important for your organization. And, you know, 
most people don't scroll past that first page of Google. So why would they, and they'll probably never find the right answer they were actually looking for. So Google's great, but it doesn't always do the right trick sort of thing. Uh, I've been working with information management systems for a long time uh, about ooh, close to uh, 20 years, maybe longer. And I'm just curious because I've, I've in that my background, I'm very familiar with systems that maybe today would be considered legacy, right? Right. What would you say, in your opinion anyway, is the delineation between core features that legacy systems have had and core mm-hmm. features for a modern system and how that can enhance people's way of working? Probably the biggest thing is flexibility. So the legacy systems, they really tried to get the basics down. Um, you know, Mark was such a great system because it had so many different things that it took into account, but it was also so incredibly rigid that it didn't allow any adjustment outside of the lines for anything. So, you know, most legacy systems were along the same lines. They met an initial need. They didn't grow or didn't allow for you to move and shake as you found your footing in the organization. And because of that, a lot of higher ups sort of kind of just set those to the side and said, well, it's not really doing the trick. So let's throw it in SharePoint or throw it in a bin and then it's all good. And so, you know, allowing you to capture additional information that has the context behind what you're actually putting in there, whether it be a file, whether it be an actual piece of knowledge that you're sharing, you know, as employees leave, you actually lose a ton of knowledge about an organization, about what you do. And so being able to capture what the employee knows in a system that people can find out more about, that's really important. And then the last thing is often security. Old security systems, security evolves. And I mean, we've all seen it over the years of just, well, how many times has everybody been hacked and, and, and et cetera. So um, security is really important for moving forward, but having flexible security that works for you and not these really rigid boxes that you're stuck into is important. And the whole security landscape has changed so dramatically in 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even the same Absolutely. world in many, many cases. No. What used to be uh, sufficient is just not sufficient anymore. And even things that maybe are, maybe things that were useful in the past have become liabilities as far as security is concerned. And organizations I've found anyway, they're much more concerned now about proprietary information or guarding Mm -hmm. personally identifiable information from their clients. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely going to dive deeper on that in the future with some other of our guests. But I wanted to kind of um, maybe drill down into some of the fancier features, right? We talked about flexibility, the ability to maybe define your data in ways that make sense for your organization. But Mm -hmm. something that's maybe a little bit more sophisticated, things that maybe if I'm coming off of a legacy system as a client, I haven't even thought of yet. Right, absolutely. So, you know, this sounds a little silly, but the flexibility or the ability of your advanced search to move with you so a lot of advanced searches in the legacy systems, you got your fir- your five fields, title, subject, author, and you were done. And being able to define a just one advanced search that fits your overall organization, 
but being able to define multiple advanced search different looks because the content that you have in your system, a book is very different than, you know, a PDF about uh, instructions on how to get from A to B on something. Those are two completely different things. And the instructions, you don't care who wrote it per se, but you care about what's in it or when it was written. You know, the 2013 edition isn't as good as the 2015 edition, etc. That was a few years I dated myself. But <laughs> um, <laughs> things like filters, things like being able to attach documents and images, attach as many as you want as well, and then having them visible on the page when you're actually looking at it. A lot of user experience now is everybody wants it yesterday. Everybody wants to have as few clicks as possible. So if you're clicking on an item to see what it is and you get that PDF Im immediately, that's really important for you know that experience and helping them help themselves. That's the biggest thing with new systems is that sort of idea. And I mean, you've, you've had implementations you've worked through with lots of different clients. Yes. Does anything stand out in your mind as maybe unusual applications that organizations have come up with to to catalog and make searchable artifact kinds and types and business functions we don't normally think about when we're thinking about like books or you know or PDFs? Right. Like, what's unusual? What's what are some of the wild things that maybe you've come across? One uh, client, uh, a group of clients that we're working with right now, they actually uh, catalog toys and they lend those toys out to people. In order to lend the toys out, obviously you need to have the basics about the toy, but these organizations, they also do newsletters to their users. They have procedure manuals, they have, you know, lists of art supplies. And so rather than have that stuff in different locations around their website, they're putting it all together in one spot so that people can find it. You know, if you're told, oh, we're going to be cataloging toys, I never would have expected to have a procedure manual or an art supply list in there and uh, or newsletters even. We have some archives who will do, you know, the usual, uh, they're storing the designer costumes and things like that from the organization or they'll, they'll do their awards and things like that. But then they also came to me and said, well, we have a bunch of administrative stuff that like the inquiries or um, questions that people are asking us. And they're always asking the same things. Can we like stick that somewhere and, you know, record it so that I can just pull that information up and give it to the next person as well. And so we've got a system that has everything from, you know, hats to questions about uh, lineage and family hier hierarchy. As that flexibility makes it can, it can be a force multiplier, right? For the effectiveness yeah. as an organization is trying to leverage a system like this. It makes the investment definitely worth the time and effort. So in terms of web portal, what do clients normally put on a web portal? What does that look like? So, you have a search, right? But is there anything else yeah. that goes into it? It depends on the organization. N to this date, no organization has ever done their portals exactly like another one. Uh, they all have different needs, different wants. And a lot of it depends if you have an internet in the background that's supporting the librarian versus, you know, just nothing. And this is your only uh, place to put things. So, you know, the, the goal that I usually ex tell people is we've come to your portal now. What is the easiest way for them to get around to the different resources you want to focus on? 
And so if it's something where you want to direct them to special things in the catalog that are pertinent to them, then have those links on a, on a special page or, or put them right in front of them where it's easy access. People, like I mentioned earlier, they want things now. So if you can put it up at the top of the page, if you can make it easier for them to get to those resources, do that. They may know what they want, but it also helps to have that guiding hand from, from, you know, lead the horse to water sort of idea. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have that internet or not. At the end of the day, once they get to your portal, they're probably not going to want to flip back and forth between an internet and your and your your website. So make it easy for them. And right. if you want them to flip back and forth, make it easy for them to get back there as well. Something that I've seen around on the Sutron website and talked a little bit about with different people, this end user submission type feature. Right. What what is that and why might clients find that to be useful for managing their information? So end user submission has a lot of different uses, but it's great for two really good reasons. One is to take some of the load off of the librarian or the archivist or the cataloger or the the person who's been stuck in that position. It puts it back on the end user to add items into the catalog. And then the then they get to approve what goes in at the end of the day. But ultimately, you're asking someone else to bring these resources in. And they're often the most knowledgeable person to be putting that information in in the first place. So best context will come from them. The other reason to do end user submission is that it engages people in the process. And with legacy systems, that wasn't our possible a lot of times. And so people often forgot about it. You talked earlier about, you know, those higher ups, they they kind of just throw it in the bin and whatever. But if people are engaged in the process of adding items into the system, whether it be actually cataloging items or even just adding questions into the system, that's a great way to capture the inquiries instead of having everything go to five different email addresses because nobody knows who to ask. That's a good way to get them engaged in the process using the system and then therefore searching the system as well. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting features I found for a system that's modern, flexible, fast. Mm-hmm. And then there's other other ways to integrate around the user experience, right? That allows you to start orienting and structuring your system around the way that your users would be approaching it and what's easiest for them. Um, Absolutely. And I've, I've noticed that that's a trend change, right? In the broader yes. information management ecosystem. In mm-hmm. your opinion, where is the focus now? And where do you think it might be going? What are the trends looking like for you? Because your boots on the ground, you're seeing the interactions with the clients and what people are doing with systems like Sutron all over the place now. A lot of it is simply capturing that knowledge, capturing that general information about an organization. You know, it used to be just really specific pieces of info. I've got a document, it needs to go in a place, put it in there. And now it's, I've got a document, it needs to go in a place, but I need to give it context so somebody can find it. Because that's the hardest thing with throwing it into, you know, SharePoint or something, nobody can find it. Security is really important about to wrap around those items. That's the bigger trend as we talked about. It wasn't really necessary 20 years ago and now 
everybody is trying to break into everything. And then finally, a lot of it is also communication. So if you're not uh, useful in your organization, then, you know, those are the first places to let people go from. So communicating your effectiveness, communicating to the organization why it's so important to be here. Those are the, you know, moving towards that and using your system to help you communicate to people. Like I said, help them get to where they want to go, help them get what they need. And, you know, that all really brings together the the process. So on that note, um, I guess just one more inquiry about feature sets here. Reporting. Absolutely. That seems to be then really important here. We're talking about like justifying the investment and the ROI for having a system like this. How does reporting factor into tracking how the system is being used? How sophisticated does that look now? I've been in a lot of systems where there's a limit on canned reports, right? There's mm-hmm. because the the structure of the database is so restrictive. There's right. limitations on what you can even report on and how things are getting used. What does that look like in a system like Sutron? So there's a couple different folds. Um, obviously, everybody needs to embrace what they're really good at. And so things like Google Analytics and being able to integrate with things like that, give the people who are invested in these information management systems the greatest tool. So lots of clients use Google Analytics to see how people are moving around their sites, how they got to them, what you know pages they're clicking on. But then Sutron also has a ton of different reports, things like search history. What did they actually look for? Did they find anything with what they were looking for? And then taking those that information and seeing if you can you know adjust or tweak your results so that people are finding what they want. If they're repeating the same search over and over again, maybe we need to save that search and put a link on the portal so that people can just click on it and get to it, execute it faster. You know, things like how many downloads are they doing? What are they downloading? Okay, so then take that back to your higher ups and say, hey, we're getting a ton of downloads on this particular type of file. Maybe we need to invest in that sort of research more or look into that for future uploads. Yeah, that reflective component, right? Mm -hmm. We can see how people are using information artifacts, which can inform that knowledge component that we were talking about before, right? You want to have people not just accessing it, but learning from it and acting on it. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big important thing as far as setting organizational strategies for your knowledge. And you that that sounds like a a very important component when you're trying to quantify and get an accurate picture into exactly what your users are using. Exactly. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us on the show. If people want to learn more about the features for Sutron, where should they go? What should people be looking for? Where can people connect with Sutron in order to learn more? Great. Well, obviously, the website is a wealth of knowledge. We've got blog articles. We've got articles actually on information resource management and the systems that go behind it. So, sutron.com is a perfect resource. And then, of course, if you just want to email in and get a little bit of information on fact sheets or anything, info at sutron.com is perfect. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for taking some time out again to join me for another uh, session. Really enjoyed it. And I hope that we'll be talking again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, John. Take care. 
This has been Vertical File by Sutron Global. If you enjoyed this show, please rate us five stars wherever you find your podcasts. Check us out online at www.sutron.com.